Hey, elevate, elevate. Only obligation is to tell it straight. So much on my plate, I gotta delegate. Bako pass a drug test, we gotta celebrate. I'm in better weight, thinking how I make. All this happened for myself and my family. All this happened for myself and my family. There's no way that this is real, man, it can't be. Alright, so I wanna welcome you guys to the Elevate Podcast. Um, it's all sports, mostly sports. Uh, sometimes we might have a little different topics, uh, just what comes, uh, what people want to talk about, what's, what's going on in the world. Um, as long as people give me the topic, I, I'll give my opinion on it. Um, no filter. Uh, whatever comes, it just comes. Uh, I'll try my best to have no cursing by myself or any of the guests. Um, my name is Sherman Jones, by the way. This is going to be the first episode of the Elevate podcast. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. So first, I want to start by kind of going over the origin of where my love for sports and certain teams came from or where the roots of of my uh, obsession. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas. Funny thing about that is I'm not a homer. Um, what that means is I don't just automatically cheer for the Rockets, Astros, um, Texans, Dynamo, whoever, just because I'm from Houston. Um, when I first started getting into sports, I was probably about five years old, and I used to watch a lot of Sports Center. So, of course, uh, when you watch Sports Center, they usually highlight the teams that are either famous or not famous, but like popular teams or the teams that are winning a lot. So around that time, um, that's about the 94-ish, um, I had an obsession with the Cowboys. Uh, yes, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time is Deion Sanders. So once Deion got to the Cowboys, that was just something that I fell in love with. And football, my first sport, uh, the first sport I fell in love with. So being from Houston, a lot of people give me a lot of trouble just because I like the Cowboys, so whether I'm going to uh, a Texans game with a Cowboys jersey or what have you, um, I just get a lot of slack for being from Houston and liking the Cowboys. Um, when it comes to basketball, Lakers fan, um, when I first started getting into basketball, I did a lot of research on Magic Johnson and Showtime Lakers. I played guard, so Magic Johnson was my guy. Oh, he is my guy still. Ever since then, it's just been Laker, Laker, Lakers. Uh, good times with the Lakers, bad time with the Lakers. Um, I'm Lakers guy. Uh, so speaking of the Lakers, uh, since we mentioned them, I just want to give my opinion, the recap of this past Thursday's trade deadline that came and went, and the Lakers did not acquire Mr. Anthony Davis. Now, um, as a Lakers fan, of course you want Anthony Davis. I was one of those people that before um, the offers were actually leaked, I was a big fan of offer everything you can except for LeBron James in order to get Anthony Davis. Until I started seeing the offers, and I think at one point it was five or six players 
and two or three picks, I feel like that was a bit much. But again, it's one of those things where you have the opportunity to um, pair two of the top four or five players in the NBA, put them on one team. So I thought that it was worth going for. Um, and the offer that I'm speaking of, um, and this is all rumors, of course, um, I'm thinking uh, that the offer was Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, um, Josh Hart, KCP, Zubak, uh, Lonzo. So all the young core plus two or three first-round picks. On the surface, I thought it was a good deal. Uh, the Pelicans just weren't trying to trade them, really. So they did what they did to try to just blackball the Lakers because the Lakers were trying to get their best player what have you, which I think is dumb because if he's not going to stay there, then you might as well get rid of him. But uh, it's neither here nor there. The trade, the, trade, the trade deadline came and went, and the Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is still on the Pelicans. Um, but that being said, I, I know a lot is being said about him possibly getting traded to the Boston Celtics in the summertime. Uh, here's my thing about that. I don't think that the Celtics can offer a better deal than what the Lakers did, for one. For two, I, without a shadow of a doubt, believe that Kyrie Irving's leaving the Boston Celtics. So if Kyrie Irving is leaving the Celtics, First of all, foremost, Anthony Davis doesn't go there. He doesn't want to play there anyway. But if Kyrie's there, I think he'll warm up to it and it'll be bad for the Lakers. But even still, as a as a as a basketball person and someone who really, you know, pays attention to everything, I really think Kyrie's leaving. So with that being said, if Kyrie leaves, then I don't think there's any way that Danny Ainge is going to then trade his best player. For Anthony Davis. Because if you trade Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis and then you lose Anthony Davis in the summer of 2020, then you just lost Kyrie to free agency, Jason Tatum to trade, and you lost Anthony Davis. So you're back to square one with no star. So that's that's just my theory on everything. Um to me, I think it's 75 25 that Kyrie leaves. Um now where Kyrie will be headed, uh I think he's going to go to New York or L.A. I think he's going to go to the Knicks or the Lakers um, to play. He wants to be the guy in New York, start Madison Square Garden. He's from Jersey, close to home. Or he's going to go back and team with LeBron. But I think that those two destinations offer more for him than Boston because um, last, last season when Boston went to the playoffs and they had the success without him, those those players kind of get cocky a little bit. They kind of don't don't appreciate Kyrie, and as we all know, Kyrie's a different kind of guy. Um, and when he requested to be traded from um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, he didn't want to go to Boston. Boston wasn't one of his teams. Um, and then to go to go back to the Pelicans, thinking they're going to get a better offer from the Celtics. Um, if you've paid attention to some of the deals that the Celtics have done. In the past, whether that's KG and Paul Pierce to the Nets for 27,000 first-round picks or trading a hurt Isaiah Thomas uh, half a season of Jay Crowder um, and, and the big guy and the first-round pick, 
that ended up being Colin Sexton for Kyrie Irving. Um, that was a, a win-win for Boston because none of those players, as of today, are on the same magnitude of a Kyrie Irving. Um, Isaiah Thomas, um, Isaiah Thomas, good player, great player, but he was he was injured. Now a healthy a healthy Isaiah Thomas isn't Kyrie Irving, but it's a it's a good part of the deal. Um, but since he wasn't healthy, you know. That, that that was a good deal for Boston. So just look at some of the things that some of the trades that Boston have made with teams and then tell me that the Pelicans are going to get a great deal for Anthony Davis or not a great deal, but a deal that's better than the Lakers. Um, me personally, I believe uh, Dale Demps, the GM of the Pelicans, blew it uh, with the with the with the Lakers thing. And I think he'll be fired uh, here soon within the next 12 months. He won't have a job anymore or he won't be working as the Pelicans GM anymore. That's just that's just my take. That's what I believe. Uh, moving forward, uh, I just watched the Lakers play uh, the 76ers. And, oh, man, it wasn't looking good. But we'll move on from there. I don't want to keep harping about the Lakers. Um, I do have another NBA kind of uh, topic that I, I do want to speak on uh, is – MVP, do you go James Harden, who's had, I think, 31 games or 30 games straight of 30-plus points? Or do you go with Paul George, who, who's who been balling himself, and the Thunder have been winning more games than the Rockets? Now, the Rockets have been injured, but that's neither here nor there. The Thunder have been uh, winning more games than the Rockets, or do you go with the Greek freak, Giannis Atapakumpo? Do you go with him? His team is first in the East. He's putting up pretty good stats. He's a star in his own right. Where, where do we go? I think it's a three-team race. Uh, when, when the season first started, I thought that the Lakers uh, would improve their winning total by at least 12 to 15 games. And that would lead to LeBron being the most valuable player in the NBA. But LeBron missed 17 games, kind of derailed their success. So I don't think that LeBron is in the running for MVP. Uh, I give it. I gave it those three guys. Uh, what James Harden is doing is remarkable. But Paul George is doing something great as well, and so is Giannis. And I put the Rockets are winning. But those teams are just uh, it's just one more games thus far. I think the Milwaukee Bucks were the first team to 40 wins. Uh, they had the best record in the league. Um, and their star is is putting up good numbers. Plus, he was the second leading vote-getter for the All-Star game. So, I mean, obviously he's a popular guy. So, those three players, uh, Paul George is playing great. I, at first, I wasn't all gung-ho on Paul George just because last year in the playoffs against Utah Jazz, game six, want to go home for for the for, for, uh, the Thunder, and Paul George had five points. I'm, I'm a big fan of shoot it, man. Uh, I'm going to shoot it until I can't shoot no more. I'm going to try to win the game for my team. So for him to only have five points in a must-win playoff game kind of sat with me. But then... I go back 
and I think about the MVP being a regular season award and having nothing to do with playoffs. So hey, Paul George is in the running again. So those those are my three as of right now. Uh, it's about two thirds of the season gone. So yeah, I got those those three guys for my MVP. And if I had to pick right now, ah, that's tough. If I had to pick right now, like right now, right now, I will probably go with Giannis. Reason being is because he has most wins in the NBA. Yes, he plays in the East. And I know people get mad about that. But he got the most wins. He's the guy. And there's no there's no co-star. Now, Chris Paul has been injured, but at the end of the day, James Harden still has that co-star. Uh, Paul George has that co-star, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Giannis doesn't have a co-star. His team is a very good team, very well coached. They defend, they're long, they they have all the pieces. Plus, they just added uh, Miritich from the Pelicans. That's a good look. If he's if he's healthy, that's a good look. But he he's he's the star. So. If I had to pick right now, I would pick Giannis. I'll pick Giannis, and, I, I, and and of course I'll get some 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 slack for that because James Harden has been balling, balling, like super duper balling. But it's just ah, I don't know. It just depends on what 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 do you put? Um, how much value do you put on scoring the basketball? That's I, I I think that's something that speaks volume of the kind of um, things that we do or the, the people that we like, the players that we love, um, especially with the James Harden situation. He's been carrying the team, yes, and rightfully so. Um, but if you put a lot of emphasis on scoring that basketball, I think James, James is average, he's averaging over 30. Um, I think he's almost 35. So if he's... If you put emphasis on that scoring like that, boom, James Harden's your guy. They have been winning, but they haven't been winning as much as the Bucks. And no, I don't believe that the the best team or the, the team with the best wins or most wins should always get the MVP. But I think in this case right here, with the Warriors playing the way they play and the Rockets being as good as they are and OKC doing their thing and, and the Philadelphia 76ers and, and Toronto – Making all the noise in the summer, uh, the Bucks quietly are really sneaky good team, and they're winning a lot of games. So I would go with Giannis for my MVP. All right. So yeah, Giannis for MVP. You got my vote, brother. Um, and another thing that I've been, you know, paying attention to is how I'm a big narrative person. So when I'm watching Sports Center or I'm watching uh, Uncle Shea Sharp and Skip, I don't watch Stephen A. Smith because all he does is scream at people, and he's it's his show, so he just screams, 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 and I'm always that person that says just because you're screaming your opinion doesn't mean that I'm gonna a go what you're saying or b you're right, and I feel like when he gets when he gets into a good debate because Max Kellum is a, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty pretty sharp guy uh so he knows a lot about sports especially boxing uh but he knows he knows his stuff and when he gets into 
when Stephen A gets into a real good debate with him, he just gets to yelling and he gets to, you know, pumping his chest out because it's his show. Things that Skip Bayless doesn't do to Uncle Shay. Uncle Shay Sharp, he don't do that to him. They just feed off each other and give good energy for the show. But on um, Stephen A's show, he just starts yelling. And y'all don't like that. But anywho, but uh, back to the narratives. I'm I'm starting to get kind of upset a little bit that college basketball analysts are painting the picture that painting a picture of Nevada, who's currently ranked number six in the country, possibly being a number one or two seed in the uh, NCAA tournament, which is going to get ramped up in a few weeks. So they're putting an emphasis on Nevada, who's ranked number six in the country, who is 23 and one being a number one or two seed, but that same attention isn't being shown to U of H basketball team, U of H Cougars, yes. That attention isn't being shown to them or that narrative isn't being created um, for U of H when they're 23-1 as well. Uh, And here's the kicker. Both teams, well, neither team plays in a Power 5 conference. Um, both teams have one loss. U of H's strength of schedule is better, meaning the teams that they've played are better than the teams that Nevada has played. U of H, both teams have, both teams lost to unranked opponents. Both teams lost on the road. But if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that U of H lost their one game by four. And Nevada lost their one game by 20 plus. I want to say that exact number is 25 or 27. It's 25 or, 20, 25 or 27. So it's U of H is that, that gritty, grimy basketball team that takes after their coach, Coach Kelvin Sampson. Uh, I don't know if if they're not being talked about as much just because of their coach and the things that he's been involved in or whatever, but I'm a sports guy. I care about winning. What's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. I'm not understanding how Nevada's being talked up about being a one or two seed, but U of H isn't. Now, remember what I said. Neither team plays in the Power Five conference, so they're they're pretty much like their conferences are like like second tier conferences. Okay, uh, the schools I know for sure U of H isn't a mid major. It's a it's a it's a major school, or whatever, but. I mean, that conference is, quote-unquote, a second-tier mid-major conference, right? So it's one of those type of conferences. It's not the Big 12, it's not the SEC, not the Pac-12, the Big 10, or the ACC. It's not one of those conferences. So both schools play, play in conferences like that. Both schools are 23-1, and one, or they both got one loss. I don't know the exact record, but they both got one loss, right? Juventus ranked in the top 15 and Nevada's ranked in the top 10. Both one loss. Both one loss to uh, a non-ranked opponent, a non-ranked opponent on the road. But U of H lost by four and Nevada lost by 20 plus. Yet, 
Nevada is getting considered for a one or two seed and U of H isn't. I think at the very least, U of H should be a two seed. And that may not mean as much to you as it means to them. But of course, if you know anything about the tournament, the higher seeds play the worser seeds. And then, so if you're a two seed, what, you play a 15? That should be a, a win. And then you go from playing a, fi- you go from playing a 15 to a 7 or a 14. Wait, a 7 or a 10. So you still, you know, that's that's good. That, that gets you if, you, if you play the way you're supposed to play and if you're as good as your schedule says and, and your record says, that gets you to the Sweet 16, a two seed. If you beat your opponents, now upsets do happen. But if you have an opportunity to be a two seed, that's great. But why is it that the media paints the picture for Nevada to get that seed but doesn't do the same thing for U of H? That doesn't make any sense to me. Now, everything's identical. Both got one loss, whatever. Is it because Nevada has uh, the twins, the brothers, that are kind of, you know, popular? Nevada did pretty good in the tournament last year. Yovese did pretty good as, as well. If I'm not mistaken, they lost to buzzer beater by Jordan Poole from Michigan. They were lower. They were they were lower seeded team, giving Michigan everything they could, and they had the game won. And Jordan Poole hit a miraculous shot to win the game, a heartbreaker. They came back. They 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 retooled. They got it going on. One loss, making the city proud. But on the national on the national level, they're not getting as much attention as they should be getting, especially when it comes to tournament consideration. So. That's something else that, that that's bothering me, you know, and uh, I hope they, they get it fixed. Uh, I really, this is going to be getting close to the end of my first episode on the Elevate podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to me. Um, I got some more material coming. This is just a small snippet of, of everything that I got going on. Uh, I'm in several different group chats i'm always debating with people so i just you know i got pushed and and now now i'm the you know trying to put everything in the podcast and i hope you guys like it i hope you guys support me uh again i'm just 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 giving my opinion anything that i say on here is opinion of my own and if i get guests on here it's opinion of this is their opinion um we understand that's opinion nothing that we're saying on here is a fact. It's all opinion-based. We understand that. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Thank you.